This is an RNZ podcast. I'm going to visit every district. I'm going to speak to gun owners. Colfco can join me, come along with me, and we will speak to the people who are surrendering firearms, and we'll see what the overwhelming sentiment is. That was Deputy Commissioner of Police Mike Clement telling RNZ last Tuesday he would personally go with any grumpy gun owner to any firearm surrender venue and chat face-to-face with them about any issues they have about the gun buyback and surrender scheme. Now, the day after the first collection in that scheme in Christchurch, way back in June, RNZ also tried to gauge the sentiments of those who'd turned up to turn in their guns and found they weren't happy, but mostly OK with it. But those willing to speak to me agreed the process was simple, but many were steadfast in disappointment. I'm sad, but hey, yeah, I'm a big boy, so I live with it. It's real sad that, hey, that this has had to occur. It is what it is. They make the laws, we just abide by them, yeah. Now those keen enough to comply with the new law at the first possible opportunity you can assume would be on board with it. But almost a couple of months later, how many gun owners are on side with the new law change? How many are resenting it or even resisting it? Well, in the media, that depends on who you hear from. The group Colfo, which the Deputy Police Commissioner spoke of earlier, is the Council of Licensed Firearm Owners. Colfo is the most commonly quoted source in news stories about gun owners' attitudes or grievances, and always via its spokesperson, Nicole McKee. Back in April, Colfo said that she alone would represent the united views of the shooting groups that make up Colfo, supported, it says, by a small media team preparing key messages. And the key message since then is that they're definitely not happy with the law change or the buyback process so far, which they described as the thin end of the wedge being driven through the firearms community. Colfo said this week the compensation is not enough and some collection events currently run by police have been hostile environments and spokesperson Nicole McKee described it all like this. The first to return their firearms are the most conscientious, so they're naturally taken aback by the intense treatment, herded, guarded and interrogated. Nicole McKee and Colfo have urged gun owners to hold back from returning their weapons for now in a statement on Monday. But that same day, the headlines overseas about the gun buyback scheme were pretty positive. CNN, The Guardian, The New York Post and many more outlets around the world reported that more than 10,000 weapons have been peacefully surrendered so far. And in Australia, the ABC's main evening news show, PM, reported it this way. A month after New Zealand's gun buyback scheme began, more than 11,000 firearms have been surrendered to police. Despite more than one million guns in circulation in New Zealand, police and gun control advocates say they're happy with the progress. But PM's listeners in Australia also heard that many gun owners here were not, via Nicole McKee. Well, we see that there is quite a number of New Zealanders who have taken up the opportunity of handing in their firearms at collection events around the country, but it's still quite a small portion of firearm owners who are handing in when we estimate that there are about 250,000 firearms out there that need to come back. Well, that is a lot of guns and a lot more than the 11,000 or so handed in so far. But Dr Hira Cook, the co-founder of Gun Control New Zealand, told the ABC this. It's not very clear how many there are, but starting off with 10,000 in the first month is good. After which ABC reporter Julia Holman asked Hira Cook this. And how strong has the pro-gun lobby been in terms of trying to fight this new legislation? Well, they've had... Three decades of being on the winning side of gun law reform, that is, they've had nearly three decades of preventing any substantial reform. 
we're hoping that it's going to be different and we think it will be different. We think that Christchurch really did change people's attitudes. Now, earlier in June, the ABC had asked Nicole McKee if gun owners here would actually comply with the law changes, and she told them this. In New Zealand, there are a number of firearm owners that are really angry at the way that they've been treated. You know, we had a foreign terrorist come here and commit this atrocity, and yet the finger and blame is being pointed at law-abiding people. Are they going to hand back in? That's not really true, is it? I mean, the individual is facing trial. That process is taking place. I haven't seen any one blame gun owners, but I have seen a government say, well, we need to make sure these weapons are no longer available here. Yes, and what we are seeing as the firearms community is the blame being put on us. So you may not see it where where you're sitting, but we're feeling it where we are, and we're experiencing it. After that, the Council of Licensed Firearm Owners last month joined Gun City retailer David Tipple to challenge the gun law reforms legally and the buyback prices in a campaign called fair and reasonable. Now the website for that says hundreds of thousands of dollars could be needed to fight in court for full compensation of, in its words, the loss of your hobby, sport and lifestyle. And the media is part of this push. Providing spokespersons to make fair comment on the issue to help responsible journalists limit the influence of bigotry and false claims. But just who is it that the campaign claims to represent? Last month, the New Zealand Herald reported on the campaign under the headline Gun Lobby Campaigns for Hundreds of Thousands to Fight for Fair Compensation. Council spokeswoman Nicole McKee told the Herald that about 90% of the council's 40,000 members were absolutely furious at the price list. Now that was an interesting quote on two counts. Firstly, 40,000 is a lot of members. Only a handful of national lobby or even hobby groups could have so many signed up members in this country. That figure is repeated in a few recent news stories and as far back as December 2017 when Stuff reported Nicole McKeer saying they were concerned about what lay on the horizon for gun owners. And that was long before the post-Christchurch mosque massacre gun law changes. And if nine out of ten of them are now furious, as Nicole McKee told the Herald, well that's a real issue. Dr Hera Cook from Gun Control New Zealand is also a lecturer at Otago University's Department of Public Health in Wellington, where her colleague Dr Marie Russell is a research fellow. And this week the pair put out a statement casting doubt on that figure of 40,000 members. They said that the Colfo chair, Michael Dowling, had told them that the organisation had reported that number to New Zealand police two years ago. And Michael Dowling told them since then the membership of Colfo has definitely increased, while the gun law reform has been such a hot topic. But when Dr Cook and Dr Russell checked publicly available information, they had their doubts. Colfo has nine affiliated firearms organisations and they looked at the annual financial statements of all these bodies to the Incorporated Societies Register. They divided the annual income for each of these bodies by the membership fees they charge and concluded that the actual combined membership figure of all those outfits was probably closer to about 20,000 or around 7 to 8% of the licensed firearms owners in New Zealand. The Colfo website says that Colfo members also include individual firearm owners as well as the members of the national firearms organisations. And Colfo told Dr Cook and Dr Russell this week those individual memberships lie somewhere between 600 and 1,000. So still nowhere near 40,000 members in total. But this week I asked Dr Russell, does it really matter if the media report the figure as 20,000 or 40,000? I think it does matter because that's the basis on which the organisations are presenting themselves to the public and I suspect also they're presenting themselves like that to the government. So we're challenging the um, Council of Licensed Firearms Owners to 
let us know, you know, how many members they actually have, how many people they represent. It is hard to know how many people support and how many people oppose the forthcoming law reforms. And that's why it matters, because we need to know um, whether they are actually representing a large proportion of the uh, firearms owners or not. But in fact, most people in New Zealand who own firearms, to my understanding, don't belong to any club. Indeed, but if those organisations, whether they have a few members or, or, or many, uh, there are, I think, eight or nine of them, if they've decided they want Colfo to be their point of contact and, and they have decided amongst themselves that they'll have one spokesperson, I mean, the media is more or less obliged, aren't they, to, to deal with that organisation and that spokesperson? It certainly is a legitimate voice that Colfo has, but we just want to know how, how extensive it is. I haven't seen any evidence that they've surveyed their members and normally you would pick that up on their websites or on their Facebook pages. I can't see any evidence that they have surveyed their members. So how are they getting to that 90% figure? That was Dr Marie Russell, Research Fellow at the University of Otago's Department of Public Health in Wellington. So how many gun owners does the Council of Licensed Firearm Owners speak for, and has it surveyed their opinions on the gun buyback scheme and the compensation offered? Well, MediaWatch asked spokesperson and secretary Nicole McKee this week, but she declined to be interviewed. She said Colfo estimates that around 40,000 people are affiliated to it through licensed firearm owners and their membership of specialist organisations and clubs and importers and retailers as well. She described the conclusions of the Otago University researchers as fake news from people using taxpayer money to pursue an anti-gun personal agenda. And there was no response from Nicole McKee or Colfo on the question of whether it surveyed its membership at all about the gun buyback scheme and the compensation offered.